They're ready. Oh, praise the Lord this morning. Good morning. Happy Sunday morning to everybody. Amen. The Bible says this is the day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Um, Nehemiah said the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so we praise God for the ability. And, and you know, when we think about rejoicing and maybe we go a little bit too far. I believe it's simply lifting up your hands and saying thank you. Amen. That's rejoicing. Amen. Rejoicing in the Lord. Telling the Lord how beautiful the day is. Amen. That's rejoicing in the Lord. Just telling him of his goodness. Praise God. Uh, God is a good God. Amen. And he's worthy to be praised. And when we praise him and we rejoice in him, uh, I don't know how he does it, but he strengthens us. Amen. Amen. And so um, we're going to praise God on this day, this day that he's made. And and in the process of our rejoicing and, and, and celebrating him, he's going to give us the strength that we need. Amen. Amen. How many believe that? Amen. Amen. I believe that right there. Amen. But um, praise God on this morning, this Sunday morning. Um, glad to be back with you. Amen. As we continue to press forward in spite of. Praise God. Um, today, I'm uh, led of God to be in 1 Samuel chapter 15. And so I'm going to ask you to join me there. 1 Samuel chapter 15. Praise the Lord. Amen. And we're going to look at verses 22 and 23. 1 Samuel 15, verses 22 and 23. And let's look at them together. I'll read from the King James Version today. And it says, And Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected thee from being king. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. First Samuel chapter 15, verse 22 and 23. Amen. Let's pray today and then incline our ear to God. Father, we bless you on today, yes, O oh God. We just thank you, O oh God, for another day in the land of the living. Yes. We thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for your forgiveness. We thank you for the awesome gift of your salvation yes father. and father god we're thankful on this day at this hour that we now uh can hear your voice as you speak to us from heaven god we put aside everything oh god and yes. father as your word says we be still so that we may know that you are god speak now from heaven oh god fill us with wisdom knowledge and understanding yes. bless us with revelation yes, from on high and father god continue to lead us and guide us direct us in how we should live on this earth. Father God, we thank you right now, God, that we shall be filled with the word of God. Yes. And Father God, I pray for the blessings of everybody under the sound of my voice. Use me for your glory, God. Uh, not my will, but your will be done. Yes. I decrease, increase in me, and God, all the praise. Let it be unto you. We give it to you now. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise the Lord. So we just read 1 Samuel chapter 15, verses 22 to 23. And our title today is, What Shall I Render Unto the Lord? What Shall I Render Unto the Lord? As we get into this, right, 1 Samuel chapter 15, it begins with God telling Saul, who was the king of Israel, he said that he wanted Saul to take the army out and to utterly destroy the Amalekites. Yes. And God said he wanted that to happen because the Amalekites had mistreated uh, God's people when God was bringing them, had brought them out of Egypt. And he said, I want you to utterly destroy them. 
And he said, don't leave anything, right? Kill every man, every woman, every beast. Utterly destroy the Amalekites. And so Saul went out, took thousands, tens of thousands of troops with him. And they destroyed the, Amalek the Amalekites, but not utterly. Um, first of all, Saul made the decision that he was going to spare the king of the Amalekites. Mm -hmm. And then Saul and the people decided that the broken down animals, you know, those animals that were affected and all the rest of that, they destroyed those. But the choice animals they kept, they took some plunder with them. And so when when God saw what, what Saul had done, he said to Samuel, who was the prophet at the time, the man of God in the land, he said, you know what? It really, it really aches my heart that I made Saul king over my people. And so Samuel went and he confronted Saul. And he says, if we go, if we go back to um, uh, verse verse 13 it says Samuel came to Saul and Saul said unto him blessed be thou of the Lord I have performed the commandment of the Lord now let's just stop there for a moment because this can let us know how easily we can deceive ourselves mm -hmm. because God's commandment you know, when you look back at, at verse 3, he said, to, he said to Saul, Go and smite Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have and spare them not. Slay both man and woman, infant and suckling, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. Saul didn't do that. And yet in his own mind, he says to, to Samuel, I have performed the commandment of the Lord. Yes. So, so this lets us know that, you know, it's very easy for us to walk around believing we are being obedient unto God. Yes. It is very easy for us to walk around and convince ourselves that we are doing what the Lord has told us to do. When in truth, we could be deliberately and, and, and clearly and continually disobeying God. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, many times when the Bible says, be not deceived, it's not talking about be aware of Satan trying to deceive us. We know he is a deceiver, mm -hmm. but, you know, we deceive ourselves. And so many times when the Bible tells us, be not deceived, it's talking about self-deception. How many of you know, we can deceive ourselves. Yes. And there's probably more self-deception going on in the body of Christ than Satan deceiving people. You know, we get this sense in our own mind of who we are and our level of obedience and, and what we're doing unto God and whether it's pleasing or not. And we need to be mindful. Mm -hmm. See, here's the thing. We can't... See, if God puts us to the test, you got to understand, we can't take the test and grade the test at the same time. Amen. And see, a lot of times we take the test, but then we want to turn around and grade it and say, well, I did well. I did well for God. No, no. If we take the test, we can't grade the test. It's God who grades the test. Amen. And so it's not about us deciding within ourselves that we passed or not. Glory to God. It's up to us to be humble enough to go before God and ask the Holy Spirit and ask the Father, ask the Lord Jesus Christ whether and so we got to stop grading our own test. Amen. And you see here, Saul graded his own test. He said, I have performed the commandment of the Lord. Not in God's eyes, he didn't. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. Um, and in, in verse 14, Samuel said, well, if you have done what the Lord has, has told you to do, what meaneth then this bleeding of the sheep in my ears? Mm -hmm. He's saying, why am I hearing 
the sheep bleeding then? And why do I hear the lowing of the oxen if you did what the Lord told right. you to do? Right. Because all the animals should be destroyed. And Saul said, now watch this little shifting of responsibility. They have brought them from the Amalekites. Now he's blaming the people. For the people spared the best of the sheep and the oxen to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God. And the rest we have utterly destroyed. Yeah. But that's not what God told him. So he took God's command to utterly destroy everything that the Amalekites had to now utterly destroy the Amalekites, but save the best. That's not what God had told him. Mm -hmm. And so uh, Samuel says unto him, he said, you stay here and I'll tell you what the Lord will tell me, say to me this night. And in verse 17, you were little in your own sight. Was that was thou not made the head of the tribes of Israel, and the Lord anointed thee king over Israel? And the Lord sent thee on a journey and said, Go and utterly destroy the sin of the Amalekites and fight against them until they be consumed. Wherefore then did thou not obey the voice of the Lord, but did fly upon the spoil and did evil in the sight of the Lord? And Saul said unto Samuel, Yea, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. You see? You see how deep self deception goes? He's even going now. Yes, I did. I obeyed. <laughs> I did obey the, the voice of the Lord. Yeah. Self-deception. And have gone the way the Lord sent me and have brought Agag, that's the king of the Amalekites, and had utterly destroyed the Amalekites. But the people took the spoil. Once again, blaming the people. Mm -hmm. Sheep and oxen, the chief of the things which should have been utterly destroyed to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God and give God. So now he's blaming the people, but the people did it. But who's the head here? Who's the one in charge? Who's the one that has authority? Yeah. And understand with authority comes responsibility. Yeah. You, can't, you can't want authority from God, glory to God, but not embrace the responsibility that comes with it. Authority and responsibility go hand in hand. And so Saul wanted to be king but he, he, he wanted to, and he was so easily uh, uh, susceptible of pushing off authority, uh, responsibility, unto other people. It was the people that did it. They're the ones who, who, who brought the sacrifice here because they wanted to make a sacrifice to the Lord thy God. And then we get to verse 22, and we'll read it again. And Samuel told him, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings as sacrifice, as in obeying the voice of the mm -hmm. Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken or to submit is better than the fat of rams. And look what he says in 23. Rebellion is as witchcraft, stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. And because you have rejected the word of the Lord, what God told you to do, God has rejected you from being king. Yes. So here, here's, here's part of what is going on here. Like many, like you know, Saul, like many of us, we want to do things for God. Amen. God has saved you. He's cleansed you. He's forgiven you. He's blessed you. He's prospered you. He's done great things in your life. He's still doing great things in your life. You mm -hmm. love the Lord, amen, with mm -hmm. all your heart. And you want to do great things for him. Yes. You want to do things for the Lord. Um, but here's the thing. We have to understand that there's a real question, and that is, what is it that God wants? Mm. See, because we look at it, and, and if we are not careful, we can get into what we want to do for God. Right. But what is it that God wants us to do for him? And many times we want to do the great things. You know, we want to do meaningful things. We want to make an impact in the kingdom, don't we? Amen. We want mm -hmm. to we want to fulfill our assignment. We want to be faithful. We want to, you know, make a difference in other people's lives in the name of the Lord. And those can be good things. Why do I say can? Because it depends on what the motivation is behind them. You know, mm -hmm. Um, 
Do you, do you recall when Jesus went up to the mountain, he was transfigured, and he took Peter, James, and John with him. And as he was transfigured, he stands there and he's talking with Elijah and he's talking with Moses. Mm-hmm. And Peter looks and Peter blurts out, it's good that we are up here. <laughs> yeah. Let us build three tents or tabernacles, right? Let us build three tents. One for you, one for Elijah, and one for Moses. See, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. He's seeing his, you know, he's seeing Jesus, and he's seeing the, uh, Moses, and he's seeing Elijah talking, and he wants to do something. Let, let me do something here. Let, let me build three tents, one for each of you. But what did God the Father say to him from heaven? This is my beloved son. Hear ye him. I don't need you to build tents. I need you to hear him. I don't need you to start doing Mm. all these great things. Mm. I just need you to listen. And see, that's the thing that we have to understand. Sometimes our heart gets so overflowed that we want to do things for God. Let's build tents. And God doesn't want you to build a tent. God wants you to sit down and listen. Glory to God. Somebody needs to hear this because, yes. because you want to do so many things for the Lord. But, but what does God want? And, and in that situation, when on the Mount of Transfiguration, the Father didn't want Peter, James, or John to build a tent. Yes. They said, he said to them, you just need to listen yes. to, what they ha- to, to what my son has to say. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Wow. To hearken. To listen, to submit is better than the fat of rams. And right now, Peter, the father said, I don't need you building a tent. I just need you to listen. Glory to God. I don't know how many of us right now who want to do this or that for God. You want to do this ministry, that ministry, the other ministry. And maybe God said, you know what? I don't need you doing that. I just need you reading your word more. I just need you getting quiet before me more. Mm -hmm. Amen. I know we want to do things, but what does God want? Turn with me for a second to um, the Gospel of John, chapter 2. The Gospel of John, chapter 2. And let's look at verse 1. It says, And the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And and both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, or they ran out of wine, so they lacked wine, the mother of Jesus said unto him, They have no wine. And Jesus said unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. Mm-hmm. His mother saith unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it now i will tell you this that's some good theology right there coming from jesus mother and i know a lot of us we you know we we get so deep and stuff you know what i mean and we get so deep in the word and what god wants and 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 we get all into christian disciplines and all these other kind of things but 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 i I believe jesus's mother captured everything when she just said whatsoever he tell you to do do it (laughs) yeah See, right there, if we can master that, if we can master uh, John chapter 2, verse 5, whatever he tells you to do, do it. I'm telling you right there, you don't have to worry about all these other things. Yeah. Ten steps to do this, seven steps in order to get this, five steps to this. and all. There ain't no five steps, seven steps, ten steps. It's one step. Whatever he tells you to do, mm. do it. Amen. We can simplify things. Do what God tells you to do. To do. Right? So, but watch this. So, what did Jesus tell them to do? Well, we know how the story goes. There were these water pots around. Mm -hmm. Big water pots. There were gallons and gallons of water. Right? And what did Jesus tell his disciples to do? Go fill the pots (laughs) with water. Amen. And they filled the pots with water. And then he told them, you know, dip dip in the scoop and give some to the governor of the feast. And it was the best wine. Yes. 
that anybody ever tasted. Amen. But yeah. again, what did Jesus tell them to do? Fill the pots with water. Very simple. That's a simple task. Amen. That's a simple task. And, you know, we have to ask ourselves where we are right now. If God said to you, for the rest of your days on this side of glory, I want you to fill pots with water. <laughs> Lord, you don't want me to preach. No, I don't want you to preach anymore. I just want you to fill pots with water. With water. You don't want me to keep pastoring the church. No, no, I just want you to fill pots with water. with water. But I'm the first lady. But I just need you to fill pots wow. with water. But I'm the choir director. I'm the bishop. I just need you to fill pots mm. with water. Yes. How many of us will be willing to simply fill pots with water? With water? Yes. That's a question we have to ask ourselves. And listen, the Sunday school answer is... If God tell me to do that, I would do it. The real answer is, if God spoke in his still small voice the next and told you, fill pots with water, and that's all I want you to do for the rest of your days, the next words out of your mouth might be, get thee behind me, Satan. <laughs> because we want to do things for God. But how many of us are willing to fill pots with water? <laughs> yes. Come on, somebody. Yes. Are you yes. willing to fill pots with water? Yes. Are you willing yes. to sweep a floor? Mm. Are you willing to set up chairs? Are you willing to just clean a toilet? Jesus. Are you willing to just stand on the corner and hand out booklets? It's not the great thing. It's not yes. the... It's not the thing, oh, he's so anointed. How many of you know? I don't think you need an anointing to clean a toilet. Amen. Amen. How many of you know? You don't need that. But but are you willing to Jesus. do that? Jesus, Jesus. The simple thing, mm. right? Obedience mm. is better than sacrifice. Yes. And hearkening than the fat of lamb, than, than ram. God doesn't need these great things. He doesn't need us building tents. He needs us to... Hear ye him. Mm. He needs us to, whatever he tells you to do, do it. And so we have to ask ourselves, am I willing to fill pots with water? If that's all God wanted me to do. Right? So no more blogging. Mm. No more preaching on Sunday morning. No more playing the drums in the, in the choir. No more singing. Wow. I just want you to fill pots wow. with water. Hmm. How would you feel about that? And it's, it, that's a question, that's a personal question. It's coming from God that let a man examine himself. himself. Let a woman examine herself hmm. and see. Because again, we can be so convinced that this is, that our heart is in the right place. But you know, Jeremiah said that, that the heart is... Is, is deceitful above all things and is desperately wicked. Mm -hmm. Who can know it, right? And so we have to know that sometimes our heart, yeah, we'll, we'll do things in the name of the Lord, but we, we are the ones who really want to do the thing for some reasons that might not be godly. Exactly sometimes, right. I mean, you got, we have to ask ourselves, did I do that thing because it was right, right. Mm -hmm. or because I wanted somebody to say thank you? Did I do it because it was needful or did I do it because I wanted someone to show me appreciation? Wow. Did I do it because it was just, you know, it, the, the occasion called for it or did I do it so that I could get recognition? Mm. See, those are questions we have to ask ourselves when we're doing things in the name of the Lord. Why did Saul do what he did? He convinced himself, I was doing this for God. But what did God ask him to do? Utterly destroy the Amalekites. What did Jesus ask the disciples to do? Fill the pots with water. That's it. But we want to do great things. Yep. <laughs> the rich young ruler came to Jesus and said, Good master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? You see, the focus is always on what must I do. Mm -hmm. And see, a lot of us are like that. But we're human. So we want to know what do I have to do in order to please God? And again, that is... I'm not saying that's a bad question, 
but it has to come from a good place. Yes. Right? It has to come from a place that whatever God says to do, we'll do it. So he says, fill a pot, we fill a pot. He says, mop a floor, we mop a floor. Amen? What must I do to inherit eternal life? Well, Jesus said, well, you know, thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy mother and father. And love thy neighbor as thyself. And what did the rich young ruler say? I've done all that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He said, I've done all that. But watch this now. Mm -hmm. He took it up and up. What else do I have to do? Yeah. Now understand what he just said. What did Jesus refer him to? The word of God. Yes. And he says, I God. What else do I have to do? Wow. See, see, what else other than the word? There is no what else. Wow. He said, what else do I have to do? And Jesus said, okay, you want to know about what else? Okay, I tell you what. That's good. Take your stuff, sell it, give it to the poor, and then come follow me. Mm -hmm. What happened to a rich young ruler? He goes away sad. Why? Because he had many possessions. What happened? His heart got revealed. Wow. But here's the thing. Don't fall into this trap of what else. Amen. There's no what else. It's the word of God. And that's it. That's it. You do what God tells you to do. If Saul would have did the word of God and that's it, he would have been good. Amen. But he had to do something else. Mm -hmm. There's no what else. It's the word of the Lord. Wow. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. Not and something else. <laughs> Just do it. Amen. Fill the pot with water. Amen. Wow. Wash a window. Mm. Do the dishes. Amen. Oh my. Serve on Fellowship Sunday instead of sitting there waiting to be served. Wow. Uh-oh. Amen. You know, in Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 30, it says this. So I sought for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land that I should not destroy it. But I found no one. So God said, I, 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 I needed someone to stand in the gap. Wow. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't find anybody. Yeah. I needed someone to stand in the gap. And there was no one around. And the Spirit of God leans on my heart and says, you know what? That's because there were too many people trying to do great things for God. Wow. See, he couldn't find anyone to just simply stand in the gap. But I but but I but I bet you there were a whole bunch of people running around town trying to build a mega church. There were people all around oh, town Jesus. trying to do all these other things. They were doing trying to do all these great things for God. Mm -hmm. And God said, right now, you know what I need the most? I need somebody to stand in the gap. I need somebody to get up early in the morning and pray. I need somebody to stay up late at night and pray. I need somebody to stop talking so much and just be a listening ear to people who wow. are in need. Yeah. I need people to start standing in the gap and looking out for other people instead of trying instead of trying to advance themselves in the kingdom. Hmm. He couldn't find anybody. Could it be because so many people were trying to do great things? Listen. Whatever God tells you to do, do it, right? Mm -hmm. And when we think about, oh, what I want to do for God, what I want to do for God, yeah, that's okay. But but after that question is asked, and you say, well, I want to do something for the Lord. Now, you got to ask God, what does he want you to do? Because it's not up to us mm -hmm. to determine how we're going to serve the master. <laughs> we're, we're turning that around. Right. Amen. Yeah. It, we we can't decide how we serve the master. Mm -hmm. It's the master that decides how we serve him. <laughs> yes. Amen. And so we, we got to stop trying to turn it around and deciding with us. I'm going to write a book. Did God tell you to write a book? Jesus. Amen. I'm, I'm going to start a new ministry. I'm going to branch out. Your church is running fine. And now you want to branch out. I'm going to do something for 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 uh, 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 pregnant teens. That might be a good thing. But did God tell you to do it? 
Whatever he tells you to do, do it. What do we not hear that we need to hear? It's this. And if he didn't tell you to do it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Don't do it. Amen. Amen. We do what he tells us to do. Nothing more. Wow. Amen. But, you know, a lot of us, again, because it, we, we, it may be coming from a good place, but it, not, it may not be based on a good motive. Mm -hmm. We go running and start doing things for God. He never asked us to do it. Amen. Wow. You know, um, in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 5, uh, Jesus was teaching on the shore. Remember, and he had to use the boat of, of Peter. He, he got into the boat and he pushed out a little bit and he talked. And uh, uh, after he was finished teaching, you know, Peter, they had been washing the nets prior to that because they were fishing all night. And they didn't catch anything. And Jesus, after he used the boat to preach, he then said to Peter, launch out to the deep and, you know, cast out your nets. Mm -hmm. And Peter said, Lord, we've been fishing all night. We caught nothing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then he caught himself. Good thing. He said, what? Nevertheless, Nevertheless. at thy word, I'll do it. And what happened? Cast out the net, caught so many fish, he had to call the other fishing boat, his partner's fishing boat, over, and they both nearly sank. Yeah. They caught so much fish. What's the point? See, many times we could be missing out on miraculous things wow. if we want to do something else, like the rich young ruler. Oh, yeah, 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 but what else? No, not what else. Just do what he says. Jesus. Cast out, you know, go out to the deep and 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 in your nets. Mm -hmm. I, but I I did that last night. It didn't work. But whatever he tells you to do, do it. And Peter caught himself. Okay, Lord. Nevertheless, I'm going to do it. And look at that. The miracle that he nearly missed. Now he's blessed by it. Yeah. And, and if you go yes. back to John chapter two, when they filled the pots with water, and it's the best wine ever. Let's look at verse eleven, because it tells us that because of this, because of the water being turned to wine, and it was the best wine ever, people took notice. And in verse 11, it said, This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory, and his disciples believed on him. Mm. So by simply filling pots with water, Jesus was able to demonstrate his glory for the first time. Yes. And people believed on him. See, see, that's the thing. Look at the great thing that happened from a simple thing. Mm. Fill pots with water. Now people are getting saved. Fill pots with water. Jesus yes. is being glorified. Yes. Fill pots with water. Yes. Now you, but but if if God tells you to fill pots with water, but you are insistent on continuing to preach and continuing to teach and continuing to sing, and and He's saying fill pots with water, and then you're wondering how come I'm not having an effect? I'm doing this. I'm doing that because you're not doing what He told you to do. Wow. Fill pots with water. So if we do what he says, wow. glory to God, if we do what he says, we won't miss out on the blessing and we will see the kingdom advance and we will be used by God to make a difference. But do what he says. Otherwise, you can miss out on the blessing. And isn't that the story of Naaman? Naaman in 2 Kings chapter 5. Uh, he was a commander in the Syrian army, right, babe? Commander yes. in the Syrian army. Um, he had it going on, except he had a problem. He had leprosy. And so, you know, through the little maid that was in his house, he found out that there was a prophet of God in, in, in Israel, mm -hmm. Elisha, mm -hmm. amen? And he could go and he said, listen, she said, I know God of Israel can, can take away that leprosy. So he got... Letters from the king and gifts and all these other kind of things. And he came to Elisha's house. And he's standing outside the house. He has all his servants with him. He has this procession with him and everything else. And he's outside the house. And Elisha doesn't come out. He sends his servant. And his servant said what? Yeah. Man of God said, go dip yourself in the Jordan seven times. 
Name and say, you got to be kidding me. And I'm paraphrasing, right? Mm -hmm. You got to be kidding me. I came all this way. I traveled all this way. Right. I'm dressed. You know how we get sometimes, you know what I mean? We get mad and we're dressed. That kind of, that changes everything. I, I'm dressed. Yep. I came all this way. And you're not even going to come out? He said, I just knew the man of God would come out and wave his hands over me and do all these theatrics and all this stuff. you telling me go dip in the Jordan? We got better rivers in Damascus. I'm out of here. And he said, he went away. He was mad. He was furious. He had an attitude. And he also still had his love. <laughs> yeah. Sure you see did. what happens sometimes, yeah. amen, when we get all caught up? He's about to go away mad, but he still got his leprosy. Mm. Thank God for his servants, because his servants came up to him and said, Master, he said, he said, yeah. isn't this something you can do? He said, if, if the man of God told you to do something great, right. glory to God, listen to this. If the, if the man of God told you to do something great, wouldn't you have done it? Yeah, I would have done it. So then how much the more can you do something that's little? Wow. Come on, somebody got to hear yeah. that. You see, because so many of us want to do great, but we don't want to do little. Mm. See, something's wrong with that. That lets us know that our desire to do great is not simply to be obedient. It's because we want something from that. We want to be elevated in the wow. eyes of people. We wow. want something from that because it's only common sense. If you would do something that's harder, you'd be willing to do something that's easier. If you're, if you're willing to do something great, you would be do, you'd be willing to do something that's less than great. That's right? So true. Because you go up the ladder. You don't, you don't just graduate from school. You, you start and you go up grades yes. and, and everything yes. else. And, and, and so it, they said to him, if, if he told you to do something great, wouldn't you do it? So how much the more would you do this? And so he got convicted in his heart. And he goes into the Jordan River. He dipped seven times. And on the seventh time, it says his skin was as smooth as a baby. Mm -hmm. well, what happened? Almost missed his blessing. Why? Because... He wasn't going to do what the man of God, amen, what God had told him to yeah. do, amen. Yeah. Peter, if he didn't launch out into the deep, if he didn't say nevertheless, he would have missed out on those two boatloads of fish, mm -hmm. right? And what was it? Because they had to do something great. Peter's a fisherman. He know how to fish with his eyes closed. That was nothing for him to do. Dipping in water? Who can't do that? You don't need a degree to dip in water. You don't need to, to go to seminary to dip in water seven times. You don't need to get certificates and be anointed and all these other you don't you just need an obedient heart. Yep. Amen. <laughs> you don't need all these qualifications to fill pots with water. That's right. And he almost missed it. So here's the thing. We have to have to come face to face with this. It's not about doing a great thing for God. It's about doing a thing for a great God. Right? <laughs> so it's not the great thing. It's, it's, it, right? it, it's whatever he tells you to do and knowing that you're doing it for a great God. Yes. yes Amen. Yes. And so that's got to be our focus. The greatness is not in our activity or our you know, our work or anything like that, the greatness belongs to our God. Amen. And whatever he tells you to do, how many of you know, if we do that, that's it. That's the greatest thing we can do. Amen. That's Obedience it. is better than sacrifice. Amen. Amen. To hearken is better than the choices ram. Now let's let's look at um Micah chapter 6. Micah's in the Old Testament. It's, uh, you might need to go to the ministry of helps to find it, but, well, you can just ask the Holy Ghost, amen. The Holy Ghost will lead you to it, amen. But Micah chapter 6. And let's look at verse 6. I love this passage of scripture, amen. This This is one of those that can be an anchor to your soul. Amen. Amen. 
uh, Micah chapter 6, verse number 6. It says, Wherewith shall I come before the Lord? In other words, what with what? With what shall I come before the Lord? And bow myself before the Most High God. What shall I bring? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings? With calves of a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams? Mm -hmm. Or with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Mm -hmm. Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression? The fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? You see how we can get? You see how we can get? <laughs> Mm -hmm. See, we, we want to do for the Lord. So now look how we get so caught up. What should I bring? Should I bring burnt offerings? No, nah, that's not good enough. Should I bring a calf of a year? Nah, that's not good enough. Wow. Uh, maybe I can bring thousands of rams. Not wow. hundreds, thousands. And maybe I can bring 10,000 rivers of oil. No, nah, that's not good enough. Maybe I can give my firstborn child uh, the fruit of my body for my soul. And the prophet wow. got to say, what are you talking about? <laughs> right. wow. Verse 8, he has shown thee, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of thee? But to do justly, what's that mean? Mm -hmm. Do what's right. Do what's right. To love mercy, be merciful to people and not so hard on other folk mm -hmm. when they do stuff wrong. And to walk humbly with thy God. Not my will, your will be done. God said, this is what I need from you. Mm -hmm. I don't need 10,000 rivers of oil. I don't need all these rams. I don't mm -hmm. need burnt offerings. I don't need you making all these sacrifices. Remember what he said, what? Obedience is better, better. than sacrifice. Mm -hmm. So you know what I need from you? I just need you, you to do it. what's right, treat people right, and listen to what I got to say. Come on, somebody. Wow. That's all I need from you. And see, if 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 we would dumb it down and just simply do those types of things, man, God could use us in so many ways. Now water is turned into wine. But if he doesn't have anybody willing to fill a pot with water, nobody gets wine. <laughs> right? Right? Nobody gets wine. Because everybody thinks that they're too anointed to fill a pot with water. Oh, Who's going to fill the pot? I'm not filling the pot. I'm not filling the pot. I'm the deacon. I'm not filling the pot. I'm the Sunday school teacher. I'm not filling the pot. <laughs> and now nobody gets wine because no one is willing to fill the pot with water because, you know, we're better than that. Jesus, Jesus. Lord, help us today. Amen. Amen. Help us today. Hosea 6 and 6. Hosea 6 and 6 says this. This is the Lord speaking. For I desired mercy and not sacrifice, and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. This is what God is saying. He said, I, I, he said, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And I want people to know me rather than having burnt offerings. What's the sense of making offerings unto me if you don't know me? Right? And 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 if and if you know me, you would know <laughs> the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. There's nothing you can't that you can give to me that's not already mine. <laughs> Amen. Right. That's Amen. True. That's true. That's what God says. There's nothing you can give me that's not already mine. Mm. So what I just need you to do is to do what I ask you to do. Do what I tell you to do. Wow. Whatever he tells you to do, do, do it. it. Amen. That's what I need. What he says, he says, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. Mm -hmm. You know, in the book of Daniel, Daniel says that, that um, the people who do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Yes. You see? Well, who's gonna do? Who's gonna do exploits? Who's gonna do those great things? The people who know yeah. their God. Mm -hmm. And see, that's what he's. Uh, God says in Hosea chapter six. He says, "I'd rather you have knowledge of me more than give me burnt offerings." That's right. Because if you have knowledge of me, you'll do exploits. The people who know their God do exploits. It's yeah. not something. Not the people who serve them. Because mm -hmm. see, we can get all caught up in what service means and all of that. No, just know, know me. Him. 
-hmm. right? To know me. Isn't that what Paul says? He said, I got to know him, mm -hmm. right? In the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. I got to know him. Mm -hmm. So, so they who know their God are going to do great things because if you know your God, you know you will know something. Whatever He tells me to do, I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Mm -hmm. And we don't come as 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 the servants trying to tell the Master what we're going to do for Him. Right. Amen. But we know it's the other way around. Amen. 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 Let's end here. I want to uh, go to Psalm. Um, glory to God. Psalm 51. 51? I think it's 51. Let's go to Psalm 51. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, Psalm 51, verse 16. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offering. Verse 17. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. Mm -hmm. In the end, when we think about what shall I render unto the Lord, that's the answer right there. Mm -hmm. It's not about our degrees and our accomplishments and our money and our this or our that. It's about our heart and our spirit. A broken and contrite heart, a broken spirit. Meaning we're humble. We know and mm -hmm. we're needy. And we don't think more of ourselves than we ought to think. But we keep it simple. Amen. And we just want to do what he tells us to do. Amen. So... Launch out into the deep. Lord, I don't feel like it. I'm tired. But I'm going to do it. Amen. Amen. Get up in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning for next month so I can pray for an hour. Lord, you know I don't want to do that. But I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. Right? Sweep the floor. Sweep the, sweep the entryway in front of the church. Pick up trash. <laughs> and do it on Sunday morning when I got my suit on. <laughs> I'm on somebody. But if that's what God tells you to do, do it. We go back to the words of a Jesus' mother. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. Amen. See, because if we put a gloss on it, if we put something else on it, we become like the rich young ruler. We'll walk away disappointed. We'll become like Saul. We'll deceive ourselves thinking we're doing what God told us to do, not realizing we done added a little bit of ourselves <laughs> into it. Yeah. And now we're, we're just walking in disobedience. Amen. Mm -hmm. And so when we think about what we're going to render unto the Lord, just give him that broken spirit and that contrite heart. Amen. And remember what he said in, in Isaiah chapter 1. He said, listen, if you are willing and obedient, You'll eat the good of the land. Amen. So bring him your willingness. Bring him your obedience. What shall I render unto the Lord? Your willingness, your obedience, your broken spirit, your contrite heart. He won't despise those things. Yes. But more than that, he'll use those things to do things in the earth that will bring glory to his name. Yeah. And yeah. in the end, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Amen. Amen. But praise God today. Amen. Um, uh, praise God, amen, that uh, that he can make us fillers of pots with water. <laughs> amen. <laughs> amen. That's our new title. We what, What's your title? I'm a filler of pots with water. <laughs> <laughs> amen. <laughs> what kind of title is that? I don't know, but, it, <laughs> but that's what he wants me to do. So I'm going to fill pots with water. Amen. And you know what? Amen. I'm going to be the best filler of pots in water, <laughs> of, with water, that this world has ever seen. Amen. How about that? Glory to God. Let's pray today. Glory. Father, we bless your yes, holy Father, name. And you. we thank you, God, for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. Father, we ask you to forgive us, O oh God, for all those times when we have determined within ourselves what we would render unto yes, you. Father, Father God, we you. just ask you to forgive us in the name of Jesus Christ and cleanse us in your grace and in your mercy. And Father God, we set ourselves now, God, to bring to you, O oh Father, a broken spirit and a contrite heart. 
to bring to you a willingness to be obedient unto all that yes, you say Father. unto us. Amen. Whatever he tells us to do, we will do it in the name of Jesus Christ, that Jesus may be glorified, that others may be blessed, and Father, that your kingdom may advance. Father, yes, I just thank you thank right you, now Jesus. for all the humble servants, oh God, uh, who are faithfully carrying out your will in your vineyard, oh God. Continue to bless them and empower them by your spirit. Encourage them in their walk and in their work. And Father, uh, just thank you, God, for all of the workers that you are calling even today, yes, oh God, to take up the mantle, oh God, and to go forward doing that which you have instructed them to do father god we just bless you and praise you praise you in the name of jesus for yes, what you have shared with us today jesus. and thank father you. we're believing by faith in the son of god that the holy spirit will help us to walk out this word that we may be of greater use for the king in yes. your kingdom and father we just give you the praise for it now in the name of jesus father for the rest of this day be with everyone under the sound of my voice yes, bless Lord, those oh jesus. god with healing who are a little sick or weak in their bodies oh god father encourage and strengthen those who are discouraged in the name of jesus christ and father just show your goodness your grace and your mercy uh, all across the earth oh god yes, let father. everyone know that there is a god in heaven and that you are a good God who is worthy of the praise. And it's that praise we give unto you right now. Yes. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, praise the Lord. Have a blessed Sunday. Amen. Enjoy the day. Enjoy your family. Enjoy the Lord. Amen.